This episode of Unsought Rewatch is brought to you by the University of Maryland Alumni Association email account. Showing! <laughs> also, I have a nude of me. This, I've had this thing from ENT Feldman. I have to mail Corey something. All right. It's like I took a couple notes during it. Oh. Just, just literally towards the end. Oh, I can't do anything. They really catch everything. Yeah. That's good. It's good mic. This is. It's a good mic for talking. It's not a great mic for singing. I've realized. Interesting. Yeah. Why? Because if I hit like if I go high enough, it'll just like fuzz. You know, like it'll be like. Oh really? Yeah, I can play you something if, later. Is it because you're too close to it, or is it just the microphone? I think it's just, like, the... It, it might be I'm too close to it, yeah. but it's Because you know Billie Eilish moments. and Phineas record their stuff. I mean, they obviously have better equipment, but they have their stuff on a garage on GarageBand, too. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, at least they started. I Like, I saw some video where they, like, put it on top of each other. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm recording the podcast. He knows about it? With Reed. No one knows I'm doing this. <laughs> this is a secret I'll take to my grave. <laughs> When no one listens to it except us. We'll listen to it so many times, we'll just have it, to And it'll be a hit, because we'll have listened to it so yeah. many times. we'll listen to it a bunch. Yeah. Wow. Alright, shall we? Shall we get started? Shall we discuss? <laughs> shall well, we, we discuss? We, we have to, we have to, it has to segue in better than that. Okay, alright. Welcome! <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, wait, we, I guess we should say what it is first, this uh-huh. podcast. Yeah. Well, it's the Terp Podcast. It's the Terp Podcast T-U-R-P. sponsored by uh, UMD. Yeah. UMD should pay us. Uh, it's Terp, but it's Unsought Rewatch. So it's the Unsought Rewatch Podcast. podcast. We're probably just going to call it Unsought Rewatch. I noticed that it was Terp as I did it, and we both went to Maryland, so it kind of worked out that way. I can't make eye contact with you for that long. We were talking about it earlier. I'm not ready for that. I'm going to be looking over here the entire time. Is that because of what I said about eye contact, or because now you're just aware of it? Probably a little of both. It's like uh, Bader-Meinhof. Have you heard of that? <laughs> no, it's Bader-Meinhof is like the psychology thing where once it's mentioned, you can't stop noticing it. Uh-huh. Like if someone says, oh, you say this thing weird, or oh, yeah. like have you noticed that commercial? You'll start seeing the commercial everywhere, but it's just because like your brain recognizes that like you have talked about it, so now you're more aware of it. Interesting. It's like recency syndrome or something, and so yeah. that's what it's going to be for, for the for the eye contact thing. Yeah. Well, I told Reese that I read somewhere. I don't even. This could just be See, something. See, but I found you're doing you're doing radio again. Am I? Yeah. You said I'm tell. I told Reese instead. I told you. Oh. They okay. Don't know Sorry. Our, no one knows our names. Okay. <laughs> My name is Ramon. Goodbye. What's his last you name? You don't know his last name. <laughs> I can't. I don't want to say anything that's offensive. I it said something on his. It's a long last name, isn't it? Yeah, it's a it's a double. We'll we'll bleep we'll bleep it out. Okay, yeah. My name is B. <laughs> you have so many more uh, text messages than I do. <laughs> I have like none. Stop looking at my phone. What's color of chain? Oh, the NRA. You're looking at. The- 
All Lives Matter. There's so many texts here. Hey, no, 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 no. Gynecology, that one's real. Scratch it. <laughs> the gynecology one's real, no, nothing else is. Okay, so let's, let's, we'll explain what this is quickly. If people haven't left by now. Basically. Oh, if we want to monitor the time. Oh, yeah. Or will that make us more aware? We're good. Just so we can, if we're not like. You know, You're very clear in my head, but I'm not clear in my head for some reason. Really? Am I clear? In you? I, 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 th I think it's legit. Oh my god, that's worse. That's worse. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, put me back in my ear. I don't like that. <laughs> it's fine. All right, so... Well, also, I you know what I realized the other day when I was, like, walking my dog? Um, I also, okay, a couple things. One, I don't even know if we should name names on here. Does it matter that my dog's name is Caddy? Should I just say Caddy as I'm walking my dog? Hmm... We should come up with code names. Daddy. We'll come up with Daddy. <laughs> I was, I was, I was walking Zaddy. Zaddy. I was, I was walking Caddy and I was like, it, it's unsought for two reasons. One, because our opinions are unsought and no <laughs> one cares about them and we're literally doing this for ourselves. But also the rewatch itself is unsought because uh -huh. like the idea was things that we wanted to watch, but like, or to rewatch that we haven't in a long time. Right. So it's almost like it's not movies we've seen a lot. It's like movies that we watched once that we've never had the like the urge to go rewatch again for some right. reason or other, and then we're rewatching it now. Mm -hmm. So it's a brilliant name, is what I'm saying. I think you came up with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's very smart. Um, but yeah, so Iron Giant. Yes. What'd you think? You had never seen I've it. I've no, I'd never seen it. I think because it came out in '99, so like maybe it just wasn't on my parents' like peripheral of a movie we should show our kids. Because you were. Because I was one. zero. Yeah, I was zero. Yeah, it came out the year you were born. Yeah. Spoilies! And what's your address? And, and social? <laughs> and social? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I liked it. You, The way that you were talking about it, I kind of, like, assumed that something catastrophic was going to happen. Okay, because I thought it was. Yeah. I guess we'll say now that this entire podcast, for the zero people who are listening, <laughs> is just, I think we're just going to do spoilers from, like, the beginning to the oh, end. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you should watch the movie before listening to it's our... It's unsought because it's... it's yeah, because you also shouldn't listen to it. <laughs> no one should listen to it, to our, to our expertise. Well, we actually do have some, like, I did film in college and screenwriting, and you did screenwriting, and, like fiction too yeah so we don't our our opinions are like unsought but like we have some background like we both know film and like tv and stuff like we're not idiots uh, um, well <laughs> speak for yourself maybe. Ooh, uh, Ooh. but no i remember because my neighbor had this on vhs mm -hmm. definitely i mean i was born two years before you i definitely didn't watch it when i was two i mean if they had it on vhs it must have been a few years after um but this was Brad Bird five years before Incredibles. And I think I saw this before Incredibles. Because mm -hmm. Incredibles I remember seeing in theaters with my parents. And so right. I think this came out, or I think the VHS I watched must have been early 2000s. And all I remember is my neighbor, who was obsessed with this movie, mm -hmm. and he was just like, the ending is devastating and you'll be crying. <laughs> and it's like, it's like nuclear. Like I literally, yeah. so like the, the image I had in my head, the only thing in the, from this movie I remember was the Iron Giant reaching out his hand mm. to, what's his name? Hogarth? Hogarth. Horrible name. <laughs> I will have to discuss that. That's a very 50s name, I guess. It's kind of like Humphrey Bogart combined. Um, but like reaching out. But then I, I remembered like orange behind him. So mm -hmm. maybe that was like the nuclear bomb that was my yeah. off. But I thought that was the end of the movie. So like I thought the Iron Giant 100% died and like was a, I didn't even remember he was a hero. I thought he'd be like kind of the unsung hero. Kind of like E.T., like, mm -hmm. came into the life, left, and no one really knows about it. Ooh, did that something just change? Mm. Huh? 
Something just changed my ear. It's fine. Um, <laughs> we're a horrible podcaster. <laughs> Let's just adjust the levels really quickly. We're going to take a, a quick sh- commercial. No, I'm just kidding. Um, we don't have to take commercial breaks. It's I mean, not like... Well, we can just have breaks. We'll have our, <laughs> our sponsors just in. But yeah, that's the only image I remember from it. So like I was basically... This is like a weird... The, only, the reason I wanted to watch this was because it is literally like the ultimate unsought rewatch for me where I literally yeah. don't remember anything. I know I've watched it before mm-hmm. on VHS at my neighbor's house, but I don't remember anything from it except mm-hmm. like that image. So like I I I know I love Brad Bird. Incredibles is one of my favorite movies, but like besides that I had no idea. Right. Yeah. I mean, I feel like cuz when you the name sounded familiar, why are you laughing? It's just you're you're so radio. <laughs> you're like you're so UMD radio. Am I going to curse right now? What? Curse. Curse. Because we can. Uh, right. You're so used to UMD. I know. Go well, Terps! See, here's the thing, though. I think I could have, since I was on digital, I probably could have cursed. I just didn't you were just it. like you didn't want you didn't want yeah. to edit around it, right? Too. But did you didn't you have to edit songs or no? No, cause because I, they had artistic integrity. <laughs> well, no, I would like find songs, the clean version of songs. But what happened? What would have happened if you had posted? I like, probably. I think I did bleep out uh, one bad word from a song. And then, but like, I'm saying, but like, weren't you allowed to not bleep it out or did you have to? I didn't check and I didn't want to. You just didn't want to do that? Yeah. Because why not? I mean, I didn't want to like ask people, be like, can I have curse words in my show? Can I say the F word if it's in a song? (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. Anyway, what were you saying? Um, About the Iron Giant. Okay, so so the name sounded familiar. Yeah. And there was one shot that I like vaguely remember. Which one? I I think it was like Kent. Oh, the Kent? first time he came out of the because I didn't know Kent existed. Uh-huh. I literally didn't know this was like a America military kind of like yeah. story. I literally thought I thought it was well. E. T. goes. There's a lot of similarities between this and E. T. Uh-huh. But like I definitely thought it was like the the Iron Giant. His face is like the only thing I remember, and right. I know there's a little boy. Yeah, but you remember Kent. I mean, but I feel like it's probably something that maybe like they put on while I was at daycare or like preschool or Which something. Which is an intense movie to put on, actually. Yeah, but like, maybe it's an if intense it's like PG. If it's like preschool or something like that, because you think about it, like what this preschool was, did you go this to? Was, <laughs> I went to preschool in LA, so maybe things. Oh, you are, did? Uh huh. You grew up in LA. Well, okay, so actually, no, I went to daycare in LA. I went to preschool in Texas. Oh, okay. Because mm-hmm. I thought you just came from Texas straight to here. Yeah. So I was born in California, and then I my family moved to Texas. How old were you? Two. Oh, so, so you wouldn't even remember that. That's why it's yeah. like you think it's flashes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. But then I also think, like, Anastasia is Warner Brothers, too, right? Well, is this Warner Brothers? Is this Disney? It's not Disney. Okay. Because that Brad Bird must have done Disney after this. Anastasia is... Because Anastasia is intense, too. I mean, really? like... That's G, too. Mm-hmm. This, this has to be PG. Like, I'd be really surprised... I would be surprised if this was anything except... Uh, it, this, that was Fox. Anastasia. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Was, was Fox... And this movie was, um, let's see, this movie was, I can't find it right now. It does, it does not say. I think it was Warner Brothers, because I remember seeing the, like... Oh, the logo at the, at the beginning. Yeah. yeah, 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 you're right. So this was Warner Brothers. So... Which is interesting, because yeah. Warner Brothers Friends is also Warner Brothers, and Jennifer Aniston was in this. Well, I, that's, I feel like that's common with a lot of TV stuff, though. It's like, I, I've literally heard, like, people on TV shows being like, 
can I do one guest episode on this other show? And it's because it's on an, uh, another network. They're like, no, like you have to stay within like NBC or Fox. Yeah. So I feel like because she was on Friends, because this was season five of Friends, right? Yeah. Friends was 94. So like that they definitely were like, if you do a movie, you can do the voice. I'm sure she also wanted to. Yeah. I don't know what Brad Bird did before this, mm-hmm. but like. After this, he was very, very sought out, I know. Because like, cause it was like this, and then Incredibles. Yeah. And then he did other stuff. He did Tomorrowland. Mm-hmm. So, like, he, he, I mean... Was that the movie... Which one was Tomorrowland? The George Clooney one. I saw that. I didn't. Was it good? It gave me a headache. I, I, I haven't heard great things about it. I think it's... Because I saw it in theaters, and I kind of just saw it because, like, that year, my I had a friend that I would just go every weekend to the movies That's with. That's fun. Yeah, it was fun. Um... But, yeah, just, like, the bright flashes and everything, I left with a yeah. migraine. I don't think it did too well, either. It wasn't it had a big, great. It had a big budget. I knew mm-hmm. that. I actually wanted to see it, but I just never saw it in theaters. Mm-hmm. Like, I just saw that... I'm one of those people that if I see, like, a director that I know or a writer... Is is the time enough? Were you checking the time? <laughs> uh, we're done. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but I'm like, I'll, if I look at the director and I'm like, I know that director, I'll go see them. So I saw, I think I saw Brad Bird and I was like, oh, I'll see that. And then I just never did. Uh-huh. Oh, he also did a Mission Impossible. I, I haven't seen any Which of is Mission so Impossible. weird. The Mission Impossibles are actually pretty good. Besides Tom Cruise is kind of... Being Tom Cruise. A, a lunatic. But like, uh, Brad Bird did one of those, which is so weird to me. I think he just knows how to shoot action really well. Mm-hmm. Because, like, some of the shots in here were really cool, even though it was animation. This episode of Unsought Rewatch is brought to you by Instagram. A white woman's Instagram. White woman. A white woman's Instagram. But anyway, tell me, tell me more about Kent. What you thought about Kent. Or uh, what you thought you knew about Kent beforehand. Well, no, it was just like, it was like a deja vu moment. You know, like when you see something and you're like, I've seen yeah. this before. I don't remember where. I could have been in a dream, but it was there. I've seen Kent in my dreams. Yeah. Kent's a nightmare. Yeah. I was like actually shocked. You like, were? <laughs> I literally, yeah. We should do, do you know Red Letter Media? I've told you about them, I think. Maybe. Red Letter Media do all of these, um, like, YouTube channels. They do, like, Best of the Worst. Uh-huh. They do, um... Half in the bag review. They're great, um, but for for ha- uh, for best of the worst, they get four or more sometimes uh, B movies, mm-hmm. and they watch them back to back to back to back, and then they review what the best of those movies were, and they're horrible movies. Mm-hmm. But they they film themselves watching it, <laughs> and you'll there's just like videos of them being like laughing and being like, what? Like what is going on? And that was literally us. Yeah. Because literally, I think I screw. I, I don't really have. Yeah. You I don't shocked. have reactions at movies that often. I'm actually usually pretty calm. Like when I talk to people, I'm very ooh. But like when I'm watching a movie, I'm like pretty stoic. Yeah. But when Kent like stole the detonator from the generals, like fired. I think I literally screamed, "What the fuck?" Yeah. Like Kent is just like pure evil. No, totally. It's and crazy. then and when um when Harry Connick Jr.'s character was like, "He's got the kid," like you know, don't shoot. And then two seconds later, he was like, "The kid is dead." Yeah. You were like hurt. You were personally well, hurt. It was just like. I don't know. Like, even... Okay, one, it's a PG movie. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, they can't make someone that's pure evil. Um, which is interesting, because I guess, like, he's the Lex Luthor, and the Iron Giant is the Superman in the end. Mm. So, like, he is kind of pure evil in that way. But, like, I feel like... And this is not even dissing the character, but I feel like a lot of other movies have more three-dimensional villains. Especially now, they try to create, like, backstory and stuff. Mm-hmm. We didn't get the backstory of this guy at all. But, like... He literally tried to bomb yeah. an entire city 
for for no reason. For pride's sake, yeah. But like, was I don't even know if I guess it was for pride. It, yeah, it must have been. But like, it made no sense. No sense. <laughs> I, mean, I literally was like, Kent, what are you doing? Yeah, it was crazy. Well, it's interesting that you you say that he wasn't three dimensional because one thing I noticed was that like. It, and it was because we were joking. We were like, oh, the artist is going to end up with the mom at the end. Yeah. Well, you said that early on. Yeah. And then immediately. It happened. It was, cl- it was yeah. clear. Like, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was the chair. Reese didn't fart. <laughs> they're, what? they're not going to hear that. <laughs> Maybe they'll listen. And they'll be like, if you ever hear farting noises, it was either my chair or Emily. <laughs> but never Emily's chair or me. <laughs> Um, For the zero people listening to this. <laughs> they're going to be like, oh my gosh, what's that apart? Um, but like I was saying, I feel like if we were looking at the traditional like manly roles, I think his last name was Manly. Kurt, or Kent Manly. Yeah, or it was it was something like that. Yeah. It's There's definitely like a toxic masculinity Totally. Thing. And the, that was something I noticed was like the paternal figure for like Hogarth. Yeah. Because he, there was, was like the artist. whole. Yeah, and there was this whole compilation of like Kent, the bad guy, being like, hey sport, hey scout, like, yeah. hey bud. It's like, you Kent, know. Kent Mansley. Mansley. Same thing though. It's definitely like a, a manly thing. Yeah. And then, like, I thought that was, like, a really great moment when he was, like, screaming in Harry Connick Jr.'s face. And he was like, hey, man. Like, it just really, like, went right back into yeah. it. And I was like, wow. Yeah. And also, like, I don't really... Do you know Harry Connick Jr.? I know I that think... he's, like, jazz. But... I know him as a singer. And I know he's done some acting. But I don't think I've ever seen him act. But, like, I don't know. I, I was a little surprised by how likable he was. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I, like... If you had told me it was Harry Connick Jr., I'd been like, oh, like, he's going to be, like, the jerk character. Like, I would expect yeah. him to be Kent. I don't know why why that is. That's some stereotype I have. But, like, he was definitely, like, very soothing. I liked his mm-hmm. character. But but when his character came in at the beginning, his character was reading something about Sputnik. Because yeah. this takes place in 1957. Right. So it's, like, very cold. And the first I mean, thing you see is Sputnik. Right, exactly. And then the Iron Jar. And then we, and so that's why we think it, like, it came from space or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they had the Duck and Cover videos. But I thought... Because because it's like it seems like a small town. When Hogarth says "excuse me" and he like knocks it down, I thought he would know who Dean was. Mm. But it seemed like Dean was new in town. Like I thought right. that's why I thought Dean was like some spy or something. But he wasn't. He was just like just the, the art and scrap metal guy. The beatnik, yeah. Yeah. But, um, that was inappropriate. We're Can you gonna, not say that? We're gonna have to cut that. Can you not say that? This is how I cancel you. <laughs> <laughs> Please no. We're gonna, we'll, we'll beep. We'll beep it out, and they'll think it's so much worse than it was. And that's why he's like, Ooh. yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's not appropriate. I mean, I think like this. That was literally like a, a artistic movement, the beat movement. The beat Nick. Yeah, because I know what. What are what are the thoughts on redneck? Isn't that kind of mean? But, like, but, like, but no one cares. But like beatnik. You know, like, there, it's it's a literary genre. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it reminds me of, like, the bohemian, like, art movement. Yeah. Like, a little it's, bit. like, pre-hippie. But redneck is always... But redneck's always, like, mean, especially from us, because we're near the Virginias and stuff. But, like, I've heard them refer to themselves as rednecks, too. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like something some people wear as a pride. Like, a badge of honor or pride. Um... I don't think beatnik is of the same caliber. I hope I hope it is. I hope it's not. You so hope we have this whole worse. conversation. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel I feel like I. And again, this is not even a slight of the movie. I did really like the movie, but I was like, some of the ways they set up characters mm-hmm. was like not what you expect. Like they set up the yeah. villain, and you're like, that's the villain. Mm-hmm. But other people they set up, you're like, they kind of go in directions you're not really expecting. Which kind of works, but it only they only do it for a couple characters like Dean. 
So for the other characters, they like they established very early on. Like we we talked about the chip tooth mm-hmm. of Hogarth. That's like the first thing I noticed. Yeah, me too. So you're like, okay, this kid's a little. He's definitely adventurous. But we don't know how he chipped his tooth, but he's definitely like mm-hmm. out there. He's definitely kind of an outcast. What what else did you think of the like the chip tooth aspect of it? Well, the chip tooth, I was um, that just seemed very like kid like to me. I don't know if yeah. I read into it as like a character thing. I guess I was like, okay, he's like elementary age, right? Like, you know, because I well the only th- because I noticed that then I looked immediately at Dean's teeth because that's when I noticed and his teeth were like, I mean the animation is nineteen ninety nine and there's definitely some like intricate animation, mm-hmm. but his teeth were just like a perfect line, yeah. Which was so it's definitely like an age thing. I also felt like maybe it showed his adventurous I mean maybe. adventurousness because like he literally comes in with a squirrel mm-hmm. and then the first time <laughs> the first time that he like tries to leave the house he goes with a BB gun yeah which we thought was a we real gun we thought it was a real gun we had a moment I was yeah that was one of the ones where I was like I wish the camera was on us so they could see I was like is that real because <laughs> we literally thought it was yeah. until like his mom said BB gun like yeah. three scenes later and we were like oh okay yeah yeah like, yeah we're good to go like this nine year old isn't carrying a musket well because yeah. he gets it from like under his bed yeah like, it's like he's using it to protect himself. Well, he is. Yeah. Well, especially because his mom's uh, gone the entire time. Right. That was also an interesting aspect was, like, the father, the, the father, like, the lost father, and he uses Dean. Yeah. And then they didn't really develop Jennifer Aniston's character that much. Not really. Just, like, working single mom. Yeah. But, like, th- that's kind of part of it. Like, she was, and, and she wasn't even that absent. She was still, like, caring for him, and she was definitely, like... Mm-hmm. I, I have something in the fridge, get that, and he goes for Twinkies. It's not like, fi- yeah. find yourself something. Right. But she was definitely less fleshed out than others, but I think that might have been intentional. I don't know. Yeah, I, maybe it might have just been, like, an oversight that they were, like, they just didn't think about it. But I think my hypothesis, because I felt like there was a moment where you saw a picture of his dad on his nightstand. Oh, and really? so Yeah. And it, it was right next to... Um, like, it, it was something that was integral to the plot that I don't remember what it is, but it was right next to... Oh, was it at the end? The screw thing? No, the, no? it was before that. Okay. Um, But I, it was just a man who I assume was his dad, and then I was like, okay, well, like, based on the time, he probably was maybe in, like, World War II uh, and died. And then it's also... Oh, because it's like, 57. Mm-hmm. How old's he, though? He's nine. So 57... Let me you, do... It would be, it would be 48... World War Two ended forty four. Well, well, never mind. <laughs> but like, he could still be a soldier. So we we, we don't know. But like, it is interesting. They also just never talked about the dad. Yeah, it was just like an accepted fact right that from the single beginning. Single mom. Yeah. yeah, which is almost the opposite of The Incredibles, where it's like all about the. I mean, it's all about the family dynamic in both, but it's mm-hmm. like very much the nuclear family of yeah. like the mom, the dad, the three, the two or three kids. Like, and right. this was definitely. I'm not playing with family necessarily, but it's definitely like... Well, it's interesting because when when the mom ended up with um, Dean, Dean, it didn't feel like a resolution so much as it was like just something that happened. Like it didn't feel... It never felt like their family wasn't whole. It was just like this is their family dynamic and like it's so great because now there's this third person who can join. It wasn't like he's looking for a dad and he found one. Yeah, that's true. I, yeah, I wouldn't say he was, like, looking for a dad, but he was definitely, like, the father figure totally. when he's playing with the Iron Giant and all that. Oh, I also thought it was interesting. They never said the words Iron Giant until the end. Yeah. It was but always, it, like, even... the metal man or the right. robot. And then he was like, I love you, giant. I he thought was... he just said, I love you at the end. Oh, he did. He just said, I love you. But, yeah, no, but I, I feel like that's a very, like, you never want to say the title of your movie because then everyone's uh-huh. like, it's the title. Yeah, like, yeah. they said Iron Giant. But, like, 
I guess that would have been too clever for Hogarth to say, to be like, you're the iron, like the metal yeah. robot or the metal giant or something. But like the iron giant is definitely catchier as a name, but they only say it at the end. Mm -hmm. So it's like Hogarth didn't even name him. Well, he they did, never he specify that giant. he's iron. Right. I guess uh, until the end, but you thought, okay, what, at the end, did you think he was going to come back? Because mm -hmm. I did not. Because, like, it was a nuclear bomb. <laughs> so I was like, oh, he's done. And they set it up earlier. Because mm -hmm. he that it was like, he, yeah, yeah, he regenerated. But, like, I was like, oh, he's done. And that's why I thought when my neighbor said, oh, it's it's devastating. Like, I was like, oh, like, he's going to die. I wonder if I hadn't had that snapshot. Mm -hmm. Like, if I was watching this fresh and it wasn't, like, a rewatch, I might have been like, oh, he's definitely going to, like, live. Mm -hmm. But, like, for me, I was like, I think he's dead. Like, I think it's <laughs> over. And then it just wasn't. I was like, oh, yeah. God. I would just like to point out that, not that this movie's predictable, but everything that I predicted about this movie happened. Oh, it's it's pretty predictable. But, like, I'm a genius. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Can we get that on the record, please? <laughs> Emily's a genius. Because I was like, she's going to end up with, with Dean. Um, yeah. I was also, I was like, he's going to sacrifice himself for everybody. That was, the, that was the most predictable one. I, even I saw that coming mm -hmm. and I'm pretty bad at predicting things actually. Mm -hmm. Like I was just like, well, here's the thing. When you said they're going to end up together, I was like, I agree. Yeah. But like when you were like, oh, he'll be fine. Like he's going to come back. I was like genuine. I'm like, I'm not so yeah, sure. That was, that was the third one. Cause I was yeah. like, I was like, three he's, he's going to regenerate. Yeah. Well, yeah, and we hadn't even seen the box then with the with the piece, or had had we no, seen we the hadn't, box? No, we hadn't. Right, so you it predicted was, that even before. It was literally like I I said it at the same time. I was like, he's gonna sacrifice himself, and then he's gonna like rebuild himself. Wow, you're a genius. I'm a genius. What do you think? What do you think is the message of the movie? Because I have something written down that they literally kept repeating. Yeah, and that's very like kids movie to be like. What's the moral? Yeah, what's the moral? What's the moral of the story? But like, mm -hmm. what do you think it is before I like say the quote that I like wrote down? quickly when we were yeah. watching yeah well i mean i think there's a, a couple things going Wrong. on so the oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i mean the first thing the first thing that comes to mind is just like patriotism and like the damaging sort of aspects of of um nationalism because there was like that great moment where kent was like trying to explain to him why they needed why he needed to tell him where the iron giant was because he was like we don't know where it came from it could it could have come from like xyz these different countries that like they're jealous of us they're jealous of our freedom yeah they're trying to destroy it and i was like that is something that you would hear in 2021 you know what yeah. i mean but he's also like kent's like a straight up coward yeah and i felt like that was like a comment on like being being american mm -hmm. like we're so entitled yeah and like we're just like we expect everything and then like just like blind right and then when like kent faces danger it's like the nationalism stops yeah. and he's like he's like Screw you guys. Like, I want to get out of here. And I was like, me too, Kent. Like, I would straight up do the same thing. Yeah. Hands down, I would try to get in a vehicle and, like, uh -huh. drive away. Like, mm -hmm. for sure. But, like, the, I feel like this movie was, like, pretty anti-American. Mm. Which I'm not, like, totally against being anti-American. Like, I get it. Like, Coming out of the Trump era? <laughs> well, we, we suck. But, uh -huh. like, we've always been kind of, like, poopy. But, like, especially during that time, like, the whole duck and cover thing. Uh-huh. How she, they showed that video, and then later Kent talked was talking to his general, and he's like, "The bomb's coming. We can just duck and cover." And the general's like, no. "Are you kidding?" And he's <laughs> like, "That's gonna do nothing." So it's, it's almost like commenting like they knew, but and and like now we know they knew, and it's like kind of obvious. But like at the time, maybe it did help kids feel safe, and it clearly like 
Kent kind of went back into that childlike mm-hmm. like stage where he was like, "It's gonna like it's gonna be fine. We got this." And the general's like, "Yeah, like no, like clearly clearly it's not gonna work." Right. What was the quote that you pulled? Oh, the quote was, "Oh wait, I ha- I said USA going into a meaningless battle when it doesn't pose a threat to them." That was also the main thing. It was the Iron Giant was literally defense only. Yeah. Like he only went on the offense. When he, so it's almost like, and that's what like the U.S. still does today. It's like we go into these countries to totally. try to make peace, and then we just make war. Right. So like that was definitely a part of this. This was just on American soil because it took place in Maine. Mm-hmm. Well, you also think about like the tensions between the U.S. and like Russia at the time. Like I think that is that parallels very well to like the anti-Muslim sentiment today, where it's like we view these quote unquote external threats because of the reason that he said because they're trying to take our freedom, they're jealous of our freedom, and they're trying to take it, and it's like this perpetual marginalization of like different groups of people oh, uh, uh, english major uh, uh, um we're gonna take a short break so you can look up what emily just said <laughs> <laughs> no but it's like like that's the excuse that we use instead of like actually looking at ourselves we're like they're just jealous like they're trying well, yeah, to it's, take the, it's definitely like oh you're foreign you're different yeah. okay like you're a threat yeah and it's just like no like the iron giant straight up is well that's what's tricky is because like People, when we're talking about like the anti-Muslim, are obviously not like weapons or threats. But the Iron Giant is actually made to mm-hmm. be a weapon because like he turns into a straight-up weapon. But like I think they had to do that to show like he only becomes goes on the offense when it goes on the defense. But it mm-hmm. is interesting because like the military isn't wrong in a sense. They're they're wrong. Their actions are wrong, but their thoughts of like this guy could actually cause destruction is technically correct because technically like. He goes like the when he goes red in the eyes, yeah. he, he just like rages over. He almost kills Hogarth when he sees a gun, and obviously Hogarth teaches him why. I, and that's why I feel like this movie is very much like nature versus nurture, mm-hmm. and and this like nurture definitely wins. But like he is a weapon. Yeah. To be fair. No, he is. And I think that also kind of like made me think a little bit about like the gun argument in our country because it's like, yeah. um, I understand why people would like potentially feel safe for having a gun in their home but like statistically that is putting themselves at greater risk for gun violence right so it's just it's kind of like this double-edged sword because it's like we want to feel safe but by making ourselves feel safe we're actually putting ourselves in more danger uh as you can tell we're extremely conservative uh, people (laughs) um but no that that was also the thing because there's the whole argument where it's like Oh, what was it? It was like, guns don't kill people. People, people kill, kill people. people. And I was thinking the other week, I was like, if anyone ever came up to me and was just like, it, it, like something about like COVID, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be like, they could be, they'd be like, COVID's killing people. Like we can go, I'd be like, I would be like, COVID doesn't kill people. People, people kill, kill people. people. Uh, because like people are idiots. But for, for the, for in the movie, it was like, <laughs> uh, it's true. Everyone's stupid. Um, we're all dumb. Um, like, honestly, we're all stupid. I really us. hope that 20 years from now, so, like, when you're really established I hope I, I hope I'm established and they come back and just burn me. I, I, I stand by everything I've said. If you're hearing this, you're an idiot. Like, we're all not educated enough. The thing is, the thing is, like, yes, I stand by everything I'm saying, but at the same time, if somebody called me out for it, I would definitely be like, uh... For, for your beatnik comment? Maybe, like, Emily... It, That's not okay. A- Emily, it's 2042. You Beatnik has been over for, like, 20 years years um no but the gun he was just like he was like uh, something about Hogarth said he's like guns are bad and then he repeats it guns are bad and I was there that was very much I was like oh wow like Brad Bird because like if this was a PG-13 movie 
I think Bradbury, and you can see this in The Incredibles, which is also PG, but a little more mature. Mm-hmm. It, he's way more subtle. And that's why I didn't love Incredibles 2, actually, was because it didn't feel as subtle. It felt mm-hmm. more like kid, four kids, like, very much being like, when Violet's like, uh, he'll be out of jail in a couple weeks. He'll get a slap on the wrist. I was like, that was too obvious. Like, I was like, let's like, <laughs> let's bring it back. So like this whole guns kill people thing wasn't necessarily subtle, but I was also like, it's a kid's movie. So like, I'm fine with that being the message of like, yeah, like guns kill people. And that's what the iron giant, like his brain like switches. And he's like, guns kill people. And he, li- I think he literally says, I don't want to be a gun. Like he yeah. doesn't want to be a weapon, right. even though he was designed that way. Yeah. Well, we don't know, like, what he was designed for. Like, we'd never find out. Where is he from? What, and I think that's the point. Because mm-hmm. I think if he was from Russia or something, it would change the movie. Totally. Because, like, in the, in if, if he was from Russia, then it would be U.S. versus Russia. Mm-hmm. But right now, it's, like, U.S. versus themselves. It's, like, they're imploding yeah. from, from this thing. And so, like, I don't really care where it's from. Right. Excuse me. That was Emily farting. That was not. <laughs> not, not me burping. You know what? If I do fart, I'll own up to it. But when it's not me, I hope you do, and they out. don't hear anything. <laughs> I, you were just gonna say I farted, and they're gonna hear nothing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, I felt like, I felt like I immediately did not care where it was from. But I think it's because I also immediately knew we were never gonna find out. Because mm-hmm. I, and, and when Hogarth found him, I was, I was like, I don't think we're gonna find out where this guy's from because it doesn't matter. Like, it's not integral to the plot. Right. And it's interesting, too, like, all the parallels to Superman, like... Yeah. um, Superman and Atomo, like, the the bully or whatever, the villain. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's like, Superman 1 is an image of, like, American patriotism, you know? Mm. Um... Like, I could, I could be incorrect, but I think I remember that, like, Superman comics became really popular in the 50s because it was, like... It was, like, this American, you know, nationalism. I'm, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm sure our listeners will know. <laughs> right into our email. <laughs> um, no, yeah. No, for sure. And that was, like, I mean, he literally, his last, quote-unquote, last words before Super he read some. He's like, I am Superman. And, like, I was like, wow, that was kind of cute. Honestly, it kind of worked. Vin Diesel, Groot and <laughs> Iron Giant, he's great. Yeah. Uh, he really does, like, not talking roles. Yeah. And now he's in Fast and Furious. I've never seen Fast and Furious. I don't know how much he talks in that. Did you see the we SNL sketch? Did you see the SNL sketch where, um, what is his name? Beck? Beckett? Uh, uh Beck Bennett. Beck Bennett. That's yeah. his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he, like, plays Vin Diesel, and he was like, welcome back to the movies. Everybody's <laughs> going back to the movie. It was great. It was, like, their AMC welcome back uh-huh. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so funny. Why you do you write like you're running out of time? Why you do you write like you're running out of time? This episode is brought to you by Hamilton, a new musical by Lin-Manuel Miranda. If you haven't seen Hamilton, please go see it now in September because Broadway's closed. <laughs> Nailed it. Because it's very binary in this. It's mm-hmm. like the good guys are good guys. The bad guys, and it's mainly Kent, is like, an unredeemably bad guy. He, he is kind of like the, and I, I don't know, did I say this on the podcast or with you earlier? <laughs> but like, we talked for like 30 seconds before we started recording, but it was like the Lex Luthor thing mm. where he was like, I'm like, he's like literally, I, and I think that's 
why he's so one-dimensional because he's literally the Lex Luthor yeah. to Iron Giants Superman. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you're looking at it from, like, a, a character development standpoint, then, like, yeah, he is pretty one-dimensional, but, like, as a figure for, like, a whole generation of people or, like, you know, like, yeah. a whole group of people, I feel like it's really interesting. Like, I, I think that putting him next to Dean was just such an interesting dynamic because yeah. it's, I think also it's, like, there are lots of ways to be a man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, but it's like, there, yeah, there are lots of ways to be a man, but it seems like this movie's saying there's a right way to be a man yeah. and there's like the to right. the toxic way to be a man, which is why I honestly think that Dean is, or not Dean, that, um, what's his name? Kent. Mm -hmm. That Kent is like very much representing America and like the man in America that like men want to be. Mm -hmm. And that's why he loses in the end because he's like not in touch with himself and he's all like. Because he shoots a nuclear missile. Because he tries to kill a kid. Because <laughs> he literally is like, the kid's dead. Kill the giant. That was crazy. Yeah. I was you shocked. You were really shook. You I was like... shocked. I, I don't get shocked at movies. I was like, <laughs> I was shocked. Because I was like, he's not going to kill this kid. And then he tries to literally kill yeah. this horribly named Hogarth kid. <laughs> Hogarth Hughes. I don't get that at all. Maybe uh, his dad's Howard Hughes. You know what? Actually, I'm going to look up what the name Hogarth I'm going to look that up because okay. I don't think that's a real name. Okay, so there's like a, a painter who's, whose name is William Hogarth. Oh, which is kind of weird because Dean's the artistic one. Maybe it's alluding to that the mom is also artistic or something. Maybe. And she, but that doesn't really make sense. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was just a weird name and they were like, make it work. Yeah. Make it work, Suze. William Hogarth, yeah, that's all I'm What seeing. season is Drag Race on right now? Speaking of make it work. Okay, so to, it's All-Star season. It's All-Star 6. When? It, when? Uh, it already started. It's like four episodes in. Have you watched all of them? Yes. How is it? It's good. Yeah? Yeah. Who's in it? Um, Would you know the queens if I listen? I, I know some of them, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I, like, I've seen a couple seasons. Ginger Minge. No. No? Um, Jan. Jan? <laughs> Jan. Serenity by Jan. <laughs> Not this. <laughs> um, Who else? Uh, a Jiggly Caliente. I know, like, what's what season is the show on? Not All Stars, the other show. Then, so they just did season 13. I know season, like, 9 and up. Is there anyone from season 9 and up in this? Yeah, the thing is that there are, like, uh, well, actually, yeah, because there's, um, what's her name? I'm forgetting it. Let's just have dead air for no, a moment. No, she, she was, <laughs> let me look it up. Raja, Raja, Raja O'Hara. Oh, I might know her. Uh-huh, because she was in the same season um, as, I don't want to get this wrong, but Brooklyn Heights, I think. Okay, which is what season? I know, like, I the season I know the best, because Leo made me watch. Shout out to Leo! Hope you're listening, boo! Um, he's not. He doesn't have time. He has a, he has a real job. Um, um, but he, uh, I watched the, I think it was the Trixie Mattel. Was that season 10? Um, no, Trixie Mattel was like no. season 7. Sasha Valore. What was Sasha Valore? That's Valour's season 9. Season 9. So I definitely watched season 9, because mm -hmm. I remember Sasha Valore, and someone had to leave because they were injured. Eureka, Eureka. Eureka left, and then Eureka came back. They were like, Eureka, we're going to invite so, you back for a couple seasons. Eureka has been on like seven seasons of Drag Race. Really? Because um, so I never got to know them that well. Oh, because, I love Eureka. Because really, they just like left. They, like, I came in when they were already on crutches. Yeah. So like I came in a little late to the season. Yeah, so Eureka was hurt in season nine. She came back season ten and was in the final four. She didn't win. 
But then, like, she, since then, has been in, like, a Christmas special episode of Drag Race. She's been in a lot. She was in that HBO show We're Here with Bob the Drag Queen and Shangela. Okay. Um, and then, now she's back on All Stars. I just think Eureka makes good TV. Wait, is Eureka on season six? Uh, All Stars? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, so, okay, that's, that's when I know that. Because... They weren't necessarily boring when I watched season nine, but I think I watched them on like the tail end of their episodes like where they were, they were very injured. much, it was yeah. very much winding down. Mm-hmm. So like when they were invited back for the next season, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Good. She makes good TV. I think because she's like big and loud and has a really big personality. Which, but not mean also. No, she's not mean. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's like a big thing. Because wasn't there like a horrible one like a couple seasons ago? Uh... Didn't someone who win it, they had to like announce that like the person who won was, like, asked to leave. It was something really oh, controversial. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're thinking of Sherry Pie. What she, happened? So, basically, she... They made catfish? this whole season. I think... Yeah, she she made it really far into the competition. I don't remember. I, she thought, was she, I thought she won. No, she, she was, didn't win. Okay. But um, after they filmed and, like, edited the whole season, it allegations came out about, like, you know, sexual harassment yeah. and catfishing and that kind of stuff. Allegations came out. And so then they were thinking... They were like, should we even air the season? But they decided that, like... Well, they decided that, mo- right. that money, that <laughs> money. money talks and they <laughs> needed to air the season. Yeah. But then it's also, like, there were a lot of really great queens that season anyways, aside from Sherry Pie. But it's interesting... But it's awkward when it's Final Four. I know. Because that's, that's, like... Because I remember Leo watched, mm-hmm. and the allegations already come out, and it was, like, the first couple episodes. Mm-hmm. And Leo was like, they're not... They would not have made that announcement if she hadn't made it made that it far. So far. you kind of knew every episode. You are like, okay... They're going to go far, and let's, like, move on. Like, yeah. they should have just cut airtime or something. Well, they did, and they, and they got rid of all her, like, testimonials. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. I guess it's the most they could... Nah, it's not the most they could do. The most they right. could do. But, like, it also does hurt everyone else on the season if they don't air the season. Yeah. To be fair. What would you have done? Oh, God, I don't know. I think I would probably would have done the same thing. Aired the season? Yeah. yeah. But, like, definitely cut down. Or maybe even, like... Make some announcement beforehand, like like during, like within the show itself, being like mm. this was filmed prior to the allegation. It did. Oh, it did. Oh, yeah, okay. Every episode. Oh, okay. Then yeah, I think they did what they could, they could then. Yeah. That gets us into our our, our quote that I was gonna say. <laughs> this is at Cherry Pie. You are what you choose to be. Oh. That's what they kept saying over and over. You are, which again I feel like is the nature nurture thing. Yes. They're they. I think Brad Bird was very much like nurture nurturing is the way to like nurturing yeah. is what influences us totally the most but like what do you think about we, you are who you choose to, what you it, you are what you choose to be not who you choose to be yeah, you are it, what you choose to be it reminded me of I, I feel like i saw another movie where they said something similar like there's probably a lot of movies that yeah totally similar. um i mean i agree i think i think that people i, I do yeah people are brought up to be who they are and a lot of that is like self-motivated. This episode is brought to you by Chicha La Mania. Chicha La Mania, drink your corn. Chicha La Mania. I know. I mean, no, Emily lo- is a McConnell head. Um, <laughs> big, big Mitch girl over here. Calls herself a Mitch bitch. <laughs> oh my god! Remember when he had like that decay on yeah. his hand? It looked like he come. He was like Dumbledore from Harry yes! Potter. Yes, that's literally what I thought. I yeah. was like, it looks like he's been wearing like the Horcrux. My ring. mom got so excited. My mom was like, it's time. Like it's ha- it's <laughs> happening. Die. And I was like, I was like, he's never gonna die. No, Satan doesn't die. <gasps> Remember? Was that wasn't that a line in this? Remember yes! the Satan part? Oh my oh, god! When he's doing when he's doing the prayer. I was like, Disney would never. Yeah, that's when you knew it was uh, it was Warner Brothers when he was just like. 
oh god thank you for this and he's like he, they say hell a lot in this movie too yeah. but he was like he was like satan is coming Bad. and then his mom just like gets up and walks to the kitchen she's like okay babe and she just like yeah. leaves and i was like oh yeah i guess they just had jennifer aniston for like two minutes that day Maybe. so they she just had to leave um no that was wild wait i had one more thing written down oh yeah this is okay we'll get deep for a sec for real because like my oh s- sitting up um my biggest fear is death by far it's something that like occupies my mind all the time i don't think there's heaven i don't think we have souls that like go whatever like when we die we die mm-hmm. but like they really punch in at that scene of like souls going on forever mm-hmm. versus like the body yeah um the iron giant's different obviously one, because it seems like his body and soul are connected, but it seems like his body can't die. But, like, there was, like, the star scene where Hogarth is like, my mom says, like, yeah. souls go on forever. And, like, and it was a gr- it was a great scene. And I like scenes like that because, like, for, like, 30 seconds it gives me comfort. And then it's, like, the next scene I was like, that was bullshit. Like, I was like, no way. But, like, <laughs> when is my impending death happening? Yeah, but, like, what, what were your thoughts on, like, what are your thoughts on the soul's soul versus body and, like, mind yeah. versus body kind of... I mean, I think it depends on what you think a soul is, right? But then I, I feel like that also plays into what they were talking about. Like, you choose who you are. You choose who you become. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, I think one thing, as an English major, that we're taught is that, like... Uh, we were English majors. Yeah. That's why we're not Terps with an E. We're no longer Terps. <laughs> we're Terps with, with a, with a U. U. What does the U stand for, though? Um, ugly. <laughs> <laughs> we're the ugly Terps. That's me, like... No, that would be graduated with yeah. the, the, like, the... The T jerps. Uh-huh. We gotta figure out what that means. Sure. It just means we're well. It means we're unaffiliated with UMD. <laughs> That's what the U stands for. We're because we didn't even meet at Maryland. We met years before. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It doesn't matter anyway. Yeah. But um, I feel like one thing that they really tried to like emphasize in a lot of like the classic classes that you take mm-hmm. is that you know like people die, but writing is forever. You know, like you can immortalize right. people in writing, but like they're not alive. But like, like the spirit lives on. I think is the idea. Yeah, I guess. I mean. For me, I don't care. And that, and, and that sounds bad. But that's kind of for someone, like, who I want... Like, I do screenwriting mm-hmm. right now, obviously, on the side. I hope to do it in the future. I want to make movies or TV. That'll live on forever. Mm-hmm. But it won't live on forever because the world's going to burn and explode and none of this matters. Yeah, you know? I mean, I guess when you think about it that way... It's really depressing. Right. It's pretty nihilistic. But if you think about, like, like Petrarch, but if you think of, like, Petrarch's <laughs> Laura. Boo! <laughs> right? Like, we still talk about her, even, th- even though, like, we probably know nothing about her. But, like, Shakespeare, too. And, like, there's the whole sonnet where he's, like, I'm gonna, he, where he, like. To be or not to be. Yeah. <laughs> that one. No, no, no. The one where he's, like, literally, like, shitting on Petrarch and he's, like, my oh, love. I haven't read that one. You, you have. I have. I just don't know. Okay. Sonnet 130 or something where he's, like, my my love's cheeks are nothing like the sun or something like that. Okay, okay. Um, but wait, what's it about, though? What does it have to. It's literally, it's about, like, you aren't this, like, Petrarchan goddess, but I love you anyways. And as I'm writing this down, I'm immortalizing you as you are. Yeah. Well, a lot of people talk about that, about like memory, about mm-hmm. like if if someone dies, but you remember them, their spirit or whatever lives on. And then if I told someone else about them. Yeah. Like, so like my great, great, great grandparents live on because I probably don't know about them, honestly, but like my, my grandfather does. He's still alive. If he tells me about them, 
But if he dies, it's kind of like yeah. they're kind of done. But that was I um I don't watch Doctor Who, but like I saw a clip mm-hmm. of when like Van Gogh they like I don't know what it was they brought Van Gogh back to life or went back in time and got him or something brought him to the um to the present day and he just wa- he like walked around I don't know if it was the Van Gogh museum some museum where mm-hmm. all his paint a lot of his paintings were. And he just, like, walked around and saw all these people reacting to his paintings and, like, was, like, crying. And it was very emotional because that's, like, that is what I want, too. Like, not the painting part, but, like, if I, if, <laughs> if, if you, but I also don't care about my name. Because I'm, like, if you don't know my name, but you're, like, hey, I really like that show. And mm-hmm. I'm, like, oh, I worked on that. That's cool. Yeah. I don't have to be, like, oh, it's Reese's show. Right. Like, if you're, like, hey, like, if I wrote on, like, The Office or Parks and Rec, Community Scrubs, any of, like, if I worked on a show like that. And they could be like, you know what show I love that. Mm-hmm. Then I could be like, okay, you know what, like I, 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 am happy with that. But Van, the Van Gogh thing was very much like he was like, wow, like, because he was only like, thirty eight when young. he died or yeah. something. I, I just saw went to the immersive exhibit thing and um. You did? New How York. was it? It was cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, my friend was high on edibles because <laughs> the because the New York Times recommended it. By the way, they were like, if you have to go on edibles. During during exhibit, (laughs) like do it, and I was like, I wasn't going to, but he did. I took a selfie of the three of us, and he's just asleep in the middle. Um, But no, it was it was definitely cool. But he was like thirty eight, and so but like it's crazy how big he's gotten. Well, and he died penniless, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, But I I don't think he would have. I mean, he probably wouldn't have done well no matter what. Like if he was rich, I don't think that would have changed anything because he was in. I mean, he did a lot of his stuff when he was in like. A psychiatric hospital, I think. Mm-hmm. He did like a hundred of his works or something. He had a ton of stuff. Was that like the blue period? Uh, I'm not sure actually. It seemed like there was a, re- a like a relatively good variety when they were like, "This is the that period." Um, I think it was like some lilies and sunflowers. I think I think it was definitely a mix of stuff. Yeah. But I've always thought about that. About like, it is nice to think about your memory living on, but like. But, like, it, it doesn't matter because I'm going to be dead. Yeah. So, like, yay for that, but, like, I'm still gone, and that's, like, absolutely horrifying. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting that you bring up, like, screenwriting and stuff because I think, like, you and I have this in common where, like, we just want to, like, do... We want, like, our work to speak for us, whereas, like, yeah. attention, like, specific t- attention makes us uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, if I got a little attention, that would be cool. <laughs> that's why we're doing this. Like, here's the thing. If I... And this is such a lot. If I ever went to the Emmys and the Oscars, I would expect 0% to people to, who know who I am. Because, like, the no one ever knows the writers. Like, unless they're, like, a writer-director. Yeah. But if I, like, go there... Or a writer-actor, yeah. Yeah, but, like, if I go to the Emmys and I just get to, be like, be in the audience and be like, oh, I'm part of this, that would be so cool. Yeah. Like, even if I'm not, not like, not to be nominated. Like, if I was just, like, in the, in the Writers Guild or something, mm-hmm. and for some... Maybe a show I was helping on, like, mm-hmm. got nominated and I got a ticket. That would be, like cool like i don't need the recognition in that way i'd like the like if eventually sure like who doesn't like an award like Mm -hmm. everyone's always like yeah you know like an oscar's an oscar and it feels great to be recognized but it's about to work and like i also say that but like it'd be pretty pretty fucking sweet you know like you say that you're like it's not about the awards but Mm -hmm. like it's pretty cool it's also it's like because i also i like to act but then when people try to like because i'm i'm a terrible public speaker are you? Yeah. I'm a horrible public speaker. Oh, I didn't know that. But I also... What communications class did you take at Maryland? I took uh, Com 107. Ooh, mistake. Yeah? I nag 110, baby. <laughs> that's our, that's our, ter- that's our ter- turf of the day. Yeah? I nag 110 was great. Who I, I forget my professor, but he was really, really chill. And uh-huh. like, 
we just did public speaking with like a small group. Yeah. But I didn't know you did like public speaking. No, and I think it's because I think it's because I get so in my head that I like can't, and that's also why I don't think I could do stand up because it's like if that's I'm doing a write, character, yeah. if I'm doing a character, then like I think I'm okay because that does that feel separate for me. But when I'm just speaking as me in front of people, I get very uncomfortable. See, when I acted, I was never actually acting like zero percent, <laughs> and I acted in theater for like years, but I. I was always just me. I was just different versions. Because, like... Shrek. <laughs> yeah. Well, Shrek was me. Um, I gained 400 pounds, painted myself green. Um, no, I... Because I never had that... Like, I'm, and I've also never been scared of public speaking, so I don't really okay. care. I kind of just zone out and just start talking. Uh, <laughs> A.K.A. this. But, like, I, I never had that issue of, like, I'm a different person when I'm on stage. I was very much like, what's my next line? Like, mm-hmm. I never got into character, like oh my god, my heart's breaking because Donkey's gonna die. I, I, I was like, damn, Vikram's got a good solo over there! And I was like, on stage. Yeah. Like, I was I was never in the moment, uh-huh. which is why I think I like, then I, when I directed in senior year of high school, which was a long time ago now, um, I liked it more. Because mm-hmm. I, I could use, because I think my brain just doesn't work as an actor. I think yeah. I used it as that, and then it just didn't work, and my brain works more as like, I'm very analytical and I can totally. be and I can be like, oh okay, this should go here. Oh wow, that solo sounds really good. Okay, we should move them up a little bit or something. It, yeah. It's not my, I can never be like, wow, she's singing about her abuela. That's that's amazing. <laughs> abuela. abuela and that's our one X reference of the day. Um inside joke for the zero people listening once again. Um but yeah, I, I, I never, never cared about that. I was I was always I think I was always very much, even before I knew it, I was like, I think I want to be, like, writing or directing or editing or anything behind the scenes. Lighting, PA, like, get me a job. I don't really really care. Like, I just want to do something in the industry. This episode is brought to you by Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius. Slap, slap, slap. Clap, clap, clap. Slap, slap, slap. I mean, I think I felt felt the same way until, until they were, like, because because well, when you're I was still doing acting. I am still doing that. But like when people when I was thirteen and people were like, You're funny, so you're always gonna be the funny character. Who said that to you? I Say their you, name. I told you who said that. Um Her name is Beep. What is Beep that Beep. out? I actually said it. Beep. From Beep. You piece of shit. Redacted. Um but yeah, I mean it's like because for a while, I kind of believed that, and I was like, okay, well, like, I still like performing, so I'll just do the school shows or whatever, and then, like, I, I started to sort of think about it, and I'm like, well, why can't I do, why can't I be, like, a female lead, like, why can't I do this, and so then, um, I started taking acting more seriously, am I boring you? No. I started taking acting more seriously because I was, It's 11.30 like, p.m., that's why. It is not 11, it is 9.33. It's 9.30? Jesus. Yeah. Well. But that's why I started liking acting because I I started like actually. Was it before it. or after you got the roles though? Because I know when it was Cinderella, you like emailed beep. and we'll we'll actually beep her name and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. You, you actually emailed and be like, come see this show. Yeah. Like can't. But like, was it before then? Like you had accepted like I can change this, or it was, did Cinderella kind of show you I can do this? So it was definitely Cinderella showed me that I could do that because the year before we did Legally Blonde and I was Paulette and I was like, okay, like, whatever. Literal shocker. I know. I would have. Uh, where was that? Uh, where was it? Yeah, it was at Wooten. Why didn't I see see that? Oh, You're were you good. still in high school? Yeah, we didn't know each other then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Um, 
And then, like, they were like, we're going to do a Rodgers and Hammerstein show for, like, our senior year. And I was like, well, th- who am I going to play? You know what I mean? So then I started, like... You Curly in Oklahoma. What? They, wait, they did not tell you whether Rodgers and Hammerstein? They just said it's Rodgers and Hammerstein? No, no, no. They said it was Cinderella, but I was like, well, okay, who's, you know... I'm not the immediate choice, yeah. I don't think. So then I started, like, really studying the show. And, like, I did a lot of research oh, for my audition. Never did research for my audition. Mm-hmm. Again, again, that's, like, the difference between you and me. Yeah. Like, I walked in, I was like, here's the sign. Okay, let's try this out. <laughs> it also helped that I was a guy. So, sure. like, I, I was like, okay, I'm going to get a part. Mm-hmm. But, like, you definitely had to work. And, I mean, I can't believe you did research. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't do research for a high school show. I did what a research lot of research. Do? Well, I, like, I, I researched the show. I, like, looked up Laura Osna's performance. I mimicked was the this before shit after the out of her. It was way after. Oh, okay. Um, but I mimicked the shit out of her performance. I literally did, like, the cadence of her voice, too. Oh, like, wow. Yeah. And the director had probably seen videos. So they are like, mm, she's she's similar. Yeah. Because sometimes they don't like that. Sometimes they're like, we want a different version. But in high school, they're like, we want as close to the whatever was <laughs> we just popular. Be pass. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and it, it, being in that show showed me, like, also, like, getting nominated for that, like. Oh, the Cappy, The right? Cappy. I was like, so I'm not terrible at this. You right. know what I mean? Um, I can't believe we didn't do Cappies. I a least, lot of schools didn't. BCC never did. Shout out. Um, <laughs> I, won, I wonder. I, I never wonder, like, what awards we would have gotten mm-hmm. or anything, but, like, I wonder if our theater program would be different if we had Cappies. Like, if we would have... I, I mean, Shrek Shrek is, feels like a very Cappy musical. Mm-hmm. To me, it feels, like, very grabby. Same as, like, Legally music, music yeah. Manish and, like, Bye Bye Birdie, but, like, when we did Sugar in 11th grade, <laughs> I mean, some of the lyrics were, like, it's a bus ride, we go to Chicago. I was like, what the hell are we singing? This is my junior year. <laughs> Like, are you kidding me? So, like, we no way we would have done that show. Yeah. Because it has to be more grabby than that, right? Can I tell you a secret? I knew who you were. What do you mean? During that show. Like, I knew... You, you saw that you. show? I didn't see it, but because oh. I was, like, friends with Jillian on Facebook, I saw all her photos, and, like I said, my friends and I were like, wow, she's so pretty, she's so oh, right. cool. So then we saw, like, all the sugar photos, and, like, I literally knew so you who saw, you were. you saw me in a dress? Mm-hmm. You saw me and Leo in a dress? <laughs> yeah, we looked so bad. I look at those photos, and I was like, how do they let us go onto stage looking like they that? They let us go in front of people like this? Yeah, honestly. I remember, we, <laughs> we literally, okay, we started the show fully an address yeah and then put a full suit over it because we only had one or two scenes right. with the and actually they didn't tell us to do that that's how bad that show was. not bad but like that was how much of a shit show it was that like we made up our own choreography there was one scene where we were like oh th- we didn't we never teched the second act of that show really we never teched it we, ne- we didn't have time the set broke so we had to tech it that our first show was we teched it but we went backstage and I was like, Leo, come here. Mm-hmm. We need to jump on these beds uh, in, in a scene. Let's put the brakes down. If the brakes don't work, we don't do it. We jump on the bed. The brakes don't work. It, they literally fly. Someone like catches the bed and we're like, okay, we're changing the choreography when we get out there. It's because we were going to f- die. So we get out there and we're just like, we literally, I just like sit on the bed and I'm like, just like put my like leg over my other leg. I'm like, oh yeah. And Leo's like improving whatever he's doing. I mean, he's just like walking around the bed now because yeah. we couldn't stand on the bed. It was so dumb. That's so wild. But like, it was the same thing with that. We were, we were like, okay, we haven't told, we haven't been told that like there's a costume change. Mm-hmm. So instead we're just going to wear our dresses underneath and take our tuxes off. I remember I ran off stage right, went back, stage left, 
someone shoved oranges into my bra that I had to wear for, to get boobs, which makes also no sense because we weren't actually like women. We were men playing women. That's what the, it's some like it hot. We yeah. didn't have to do that. I chose to do that. I was like, get the oranges. I, there was no reason. Like they were like, you have a blonde wig and you have a, you have a green dress and oh. you and you have it was horrible dress. You have a great well. It was because it was like from Leo's um, aunt, who's like a bigger woman. So we we have very limited choices. And then we had to wear heels, which I twisted my ankle multiple times on stage. On, um, but like everything else, we chose. Give so me I, the oranges. Yeah. So I was like, give me the pearls. I want those fake earrings to be clipped on. Oh, one fell off. Okay, we're not going to do the earrings. Uh, give me those oranges instead. Oh, one of these is a clementine. This is too small. So my boobs were like lopsided. Leo comes out with nothing stuffed in his chest. So I was like, I don't know why I did this. I still did it every show. It was a disaster. Welcome to womanhood. <laughs> yeah, welcome to womanhood. You think you're going to get two oranges, you get one clementine <laughs> and a nectarine. That's our, that's our quote of the show. <laughs> there, no, that, that's, that, that's our title. That's our title. You, you get one, one uh, clementine, one that, yeah, it's crazy. It is just ridiculous. High All right. theater. Yeah. Okay. We made, we made time. What's it, what's your we are we hit an hour? We'll probably cut a couple minutes, but our goal is an hour with our sponsors. Thank you so much to our sponsors. <laughs> they are real. They are clues to our next episode. We will be doing them more because no one's listening, so I don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> do you recommend this movie? Why or why not? I do recommend this movie because I think it is culturally relevant, and I also think it's sweet, and I think the animation holds up pretty well. I think the animation holds up well. I don't really care about the cultural re relevance. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Like, if it wasn't relevant today, I'm still like, it's a time capsule. It's 1999. Yeah. Yo, yeah. It was good. Kent, Kent is just too much for me. <laughs> Kent is such a piece of shit. Like, a shocking, shocking piece okay, of shit. Okay, but is Kent worse or better than um, the bad guy from Luca? What's his name? I don't know. P Piero. Julian I, or something? I'm gonna stereotype. Look it up. <laughs> um, worse. Because he tries to bomb his yeah. own country <laughs> with a nuclear bomb, and he literally tries to kill a kid. Yeah. That other guy just—he's a thirty-year-old who competes in a race <laughs> with younger kids and like pushes them into a fountain. Kent tries to kill America. He literally is like, "Let's bomb America because of pride." Did you see the um, trailer for Encanto? Uh -uh. That's coming out soon. It's with uh, Stephanie Beatrice okay. from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Cool. She's Maribel, the main character. Looks pretty good. I like I I haven't loved a Disney movie since Inside Out. The thing I is, liked like Soul. Soul was problematic. But... I'm so basic, but like I need songs in my Disney movies. I need there to be musical numbers. Uh, Encanto. Is it? It's a musical. Lin Manuel Miranda. Oh, okay. He's going for his egot. So he is going to be making about seven cameos in it. No, he already made his he made his cameo limited in the Heights. <laughs> I'm sure he'll get a song. No, he won't get a song. I'm sure he'll get. Well, a, he did I'm the sure music for Milana, right? And he didn't do any of the singing No, but thing. he recorded something that accompanied... Was it Sail Away? Maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a that's a singer right there. <laughs> Emily Ray, check her out. She'll be, she'll be in some musical soon. Um, no, but I he, I think he's just going for his EGOT because he's just writing as much as possible now because he's got his Emmy, Grammy, and Tony all for Hamilton stuff mm -hmm. and he missed out on Moana. I still think Cynthia Erivo is going to get the EGOT as the youngest person to ever get it. Because she has an Emmy, Grammy, and Tony. She's already been nominated for two Oscars for Harriet. Would you say that Lin-Manuel is writing like he's running out of time? We can stop there. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs>
Chicha la mania. Drink your corn. <laughs> <laughs>